What's so up, beautiful people, to another episode of the Ricky Jones Jr. Podcast. It's me, Ricky Jones Jr., back again for another Bible reading, okay, great people, in which I'm excited always to be in the Word, but then as well to share the Word with you. And we have been reading in Luke chapter 3, and today we'll be picking up from verse 17, in which uh, yesterday's episode, you know, it, it, it had a turn, but it's a rightful turn because it's biblical and what it was. So go back and tap in if you haven't already done so. And but we're going to continue from there. And so here in the Gospel of Luke, chapter three, verse 17, it reads, he is ready. He being Jesus, right, is ready to separate the chaff from the wheat with his winnowing fork. Then he will clean up the threshing area, gathering the wheat into his barn but burning the chaff with never-ending fire. Verse 18, I explained verse 17, so that's why, you know, I read it without explaining, but you may be thinking, what in the world did he talk about? Check out yesterday's episode at the end of it. Verse 18, John used such warnings as he announced the good news to the people, right? So John was letting people know very clear what you should be doing as I'm sharing this message. Verse 19, it says, John also publicly criticized Herod and Tepes. Y'all know I'm not the best with names, okay? Don't hold it against me. You read the word and you become an expert in the names, okay? And then we can read together. <laughs> the ruler of Galilee for marrying Heroditus, his brother's wife, and for many other wrongs he had done. So here, John, right? Why is this so purposeful? Why is this so meaningful? Uh, because one, it is a reminder that John had a true following, right? There were people coming from all over hearing the message that John had to say being baptized as John was saying, right? But then even so, hearing the words that he said, however, John, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's amazing how, you know, things happen. In the midst of all that John was doing, John also was aware of what others was doing. And in being aware, he publicly would criticize the actions of the ruler of Galilee. And so that didn't so much work out for him. For he said, for it says in verse 20, Harold put John in prison, adding to his sins to adding this sin to his many others. So because John was publicly criticizing, talking about the actions and deeds in which Harold was doing, he threw John in prison. That's all it took, right? You talk bad about me the ruler of Galilee, you're going to go to prison. That is it. That's all. And so, you know, what can be learned? Um, there's a time to speak. There's a time to listen. There's a time to think your thoughts in your mind, right? And, and say your words in your mind. And so, you know, at the end of the day, thank you, John, for being an example for me to know that, you know, hey, sometimes I don't always have to say what comes to mind. I don't always have to uh, be vocal about my indiscretions or my thoughts contrary to people's actions. However, I do think it was beneficial, right? I think it was beneficial and purposeful that John openly and publicly criticized Harold because it lets us know what things to maybe steer away from, what things maybe not to do. But at the end of the day, um, John had to pay for the words that he said in which he was thrown in prison. Verse 21, it says, one day when the crowds were being baptized, Jesus himself was baptized. So crowds and crowds of people were being baptized. And then it came time for Jesus to be baptized. And it didn't say, however, John was one that baptized Jesus. And so 
John went to prison. John did come out, and in the midst of coming out, he came in contact with Jesus as others were being baptized for Jesus to be baptized. And it says, as he was praying, the heavens opened up, and the Holy Spirit in bodily form descended on him like a dove. And so there's so much even here to unpack. So as prayers were being prayed, um, and as Jesus was being baptized, the Holy Spirit came down in bodily form, right? For we know the Holy Spirit to be a spirit. However, it, the Holy Spirit, he came down in bodily form. So I even am very mindful of the words that I say. Why? Because words have power, right? Words create in the beginning. In Genesis, God created the heavens and earth with the words that he said. So therefore, that's a reminder that words have power. And so Holy Spirit is a person, right? It's not an it. I wouldn't look at myself and say, I'm an it. No, I'm a person, right? I'm a person. Holy Spirit is a person. And so he, Holy Spirit, came down in a bodily form and descended on Jesus like a dove. So in the descending of the Holy Spirit in a bodily form, he landed upon, descended upon Jesus like a dove. So I'm sure that this was just a beautiful, 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 beautiful witness of and two, uh, the person of John and of the power that uh, Jesus would walk about this earth with, right? But then even to the previous verses that we even read on yesterday, it's indicative of who Jesus was, of who Jesus is and the power that Jesus will have. Because John even spoke of Jesus coming down, the Messiah coming to earth and baptizing others with the Holy Spirit. So as Jesus was being baptized, he also was baptized in the Holy Spirit, and that was the Holy Spirit that would be in us who later would believe in Jesus and the life that he lived. And it was so cool, right? Because it goes on to say, a voice from heaven said, you are my dearly loved son, and you bring me great joy. You are my dearly loved son, and you bring me great joy. What? Great words to hear from your father. What? Great words to hear from God, right? And this was even done before the miracles. This was done before people were raised from the dead. The water was turned into wine and the other acts that Jesus would accomplish. Here, Jesus was fulfilling what was already said in which he would be baptized. And in being baptized, God said to him, you are my dearly beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Man, that must have been a sight to see a moment to behold. Why? Because that was all the spirit came down in bodily form, descended upon John. But then there was also words that were said by God to let Jesus know that, uh, hey, you're, you're loved by me, son, and you bring me great joy. And then it says Jesus was about 30 years old when he began his public ministry. So he was baptized first, Holy Spirit descended upon him, and he heard from God letting him know that, hey, you're you're my dearly beloved son and you bring me great joy. You, I'm well pleased in you. And then Jesus went out to begin ministry. Jesus went out after receiving the Holy Spirit, right? After hearing that confirmation from God. And then he went out to in ministry. He was about 30 years old as, as the book records. And so it's so beautiful, right? I love the details. I love what has been written and I love what can be derived from that and then continuing in verse 23, it starts to talk about the ancestry, the genealogy 
of where Jesus came from, right? And I won't read through all of it. You can definitely do so yourself. It's from verse 23 to verse 38. But I do love that it's written and recorded this way because it lets us know from whom Jesus came from, from whom the line in which Jesus was derived and also others as well. And it's cool as well because it's the patriarchs, right? It talks about here in the beginning, Jesus was known as the son of Joseph because we know he wasn't the actual son of Joseph. He was the son of God through the person of Mary. And then Jesus, or excuse me, Joseph was the son of Heli. And Heli was the son of Matt, right? And Matt was the son of Levi. Uh, and so, you know, that's also why uh, I'm not going to get into all of that, right? I was about to have fun with it, but I'm not going to do it because at the end of the day, you can read it for yourself. But the message is all the way to the end. Jesus was traced all the way to Adam because it lets us know that Adam was the son of God. It went from Jesus, the man of the hour, all the way to Adam. Right. All of the connections from the beginning. First, Adam, Jesus, or excuse me, Adam himself to the second Adam, which will come to know him as the second Adam as well. Jesus. And I just love, again, how the word um, it verifies itself. Right. We know that Jesus was a true man that walked about this earth just as much as we know that Adam was a true man that walked about on this earth. And then we now know the connection from Adam to jesus therefore there's a connection from me being ricky all the way to adam there's a connection for you my brother my sister lady or gentleman from you all the way to adam if you were to take the time to make the trace to take the trace through the fathers right you can do it through the fathers you will see a connection from jesus to from you to jesus then from jesus to adam and i'm even listening to God as I'm sharing with you, because I'm even hearing why and the emphasis of the father, right? Why is it the patriarchs? Why is it the fathers and that this lineage is coming from? Because we are all connected to the father, whether you like it or not, whether you believe it or not, whether you know it or not, we are all connected to the father. And therefore, if you haven't accepted that, if you haven't allow for Jesus to come into your life, there's still time for you to do so. However, you will not be able to be uh, fulfilled in life. You won't be able to be truly pleased in life unless you are connected to the Father. Something about being connected to the Father in home and to whom you were derived from, created from. Uh, man, man, one day we'll talk about that, right? Maybe we'll talk about it soon but nonetheless at the end of the day with it all being said great people get back to your connection get back to your roots get back to whom you were created from started from which is god and know that you can always be traced back to god if you take the time the trace is there so why not locally be connected why not through your actions be connected as well drawing others to him whom created us all and so i thank you lord god i love you lord god for this day for this opportunity to read your word for this opportunity to grow in the understanding of whose we are and from whom we came from. Thank you, Jesus, for being an example to us to remind us that even we should be baptized. Nobody is too great. Nobody is too lofty. Nobody is too perfect uh, to need to go into baptism, but then also to be baptized by the Holy Spirit, to be 
uh, indwelled by the Holy Spirit as well. And I thank you that with that, there is ministry, there is purpose, there is destiny for us to fulfill. And I thank you that we are activated through you, Lord God. I thank you that all is well. I thank you, Lord God, that you are the ultimate source of life. All the life that we see here, you are the source of it. And I thank you, Lord God, that we can always track who we are to whose we are, which is you. And I thank you, Lord God, that when we come to you, we can experience a life and life more abundantly. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. My brother and my sister, I love you and I appreciate you all for rocking with your boy this week. Right? It's Thursday already. And we've had a good time in the word. And so, you know, fun times, good times. Let's see what happens tomorrow. Because a lot of y'all don't, don't tap in on Friday. So we'll see what takes place on tomorrow. And until then, I love you all. I appreciate you all. And I will see you. So then, how about that? Peace.